This is the Influencers Network podcast. I'm your host, Brian Craig. I'm the executive director for Influencers Global Ministries in Bentonville, Arkansas. And thanks to technology, I can interview people all around the world. Uh, we do call this a global ministry, and uh, I've got two guests here, two of my favorite people in the world, uh, dialing in through Zoom from Costa Rica. So I've got Henry and Eugenia Gutierrez. And uh, Eugenia, did I get your name right? Did I pronounce it right? Yes, you did it. Oh, good, good. It's kind of spelled E-U-G-E-N-I-A. So you, in the U.S., you'd want to say Eugenia, but the proper is Eugenia. So just kind of, yeah, yeah I've been practicing. That's the proper name. Sorry. Yeah, it's a beautiful name. Beautiful name. So, yes. Yeah, so uh, you all have heard me interview uh, Henry a few times, and uh, he's been at our at some of our events, and uh, I interviewed him during the Journey podcast series. But but I don't think that you all have had an update about what's been going on in Costa Rica in the last three or four years. And so, so I wanted you to hear from them. And uh, so, um, so Henry, I'll, I'll just start with you. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, um, you know, I think they know that uh, you went through the journey with me in a, in a virtual journey group. They've, they've heard the famous story, how Ron Froelich gave you the books and you put them under your desk. And in God's perfect timing, he told you to look down and see those books. And uh, and then how you ended up going through my group, and then you started the first group. At the same time, if I'm not correct, wasn't Eugenia leading a women's group when you were leading the men's group? Right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so then it's just been multiplying, you know, and, and I want you to talk about it, t tell everybody about that. But uh, one big thing that happened is you were a pastor at a bilingual church. You and Eugenia were both serving there, and God called you to to step outside of that to a bigger, kind of a bigger vision instead because you were kind of limited in one church but god was calling you to the whole country so let's talk a little bit about that and then what's what's been happening how we've been forming uh, you guys have been forming a a nonprofit within costa rica a Vela, uh which means full sale um so talk a little bit about it henry what's been going on uh it's great to be with you brian again and uh with everybody who's uh hearing this podcast i'm so glad to be here with my wife uh and yes uh well uh, i explained to everybody how how we became part of a journey but once we started to go deeper on this we got this uh you know call from the lord um to get out of a church and, and it was uh, really tough for us because it's like a we started a fight against god on uh, I, I actually remember that I said, I think uh, you better think it twice, Lord, <laughs> because we are doing great. Uh, we love the church. Uh, we have projects ready. We have budget already uh, approved. And But he, uh, well, at the end of our three days retreat, he convinced me <laughs> to get out. And uh, uh, through four people, uh, uh, number one, he said that to me in a river. Then a pastor who invited me to have lunch with him right after my retreat, he said the same words, you got to get out, out of a church. Ken Lander was used by the way from the Lord to, uh, you know, tell me it's time for you to get out and you don't have much time, he said. There is like a sense of urgency. And then mm -hmm. when I came back from the retreat, my wife, she was crying. And I said, why, why, why are you crying, honey? And she said, the Lord told me that we have to leave the church. I said, really? That night, same night, Ron Froelich was in Costa Rica. He said, hey, buddy, where are you? And I said, at home. So he said, why don't you 
come down to Coco and got dinner with me. And I did. And when we were having dinner, he said to me the same words that the Lord told me in the river. Henry, you got to get into the God's currents. Mm -hmm. So the day after at 10 a.m. on a board meeting, we both, Eugenia and I, we presented our resignation. One month later, we were out of a church, full-time ministering on uh, uh, influencers Costa Rica. Uh, Ken Lander helped us to, uh, 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 you know, conform a, a nonprofit. 501c3 that is called Full Cell Ministry and is a toda vela in Costa Rica. And uh, since that day, well, we are we have been for two uh, uh, years already on the fields. And it's amazing what the Lord has done in the last two years, taking us to different places in the country, opening doors, doing divine appointments, this uh, designing our agenda. But uh, not only that, uh, showing us an incredible, uh, you know, time of trans transformation that we have seen through those men and women that have gone through the journey. Uh, it is just amazing. Mm, mm, that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, I want to I want to back up just a little bit, Eugenia. So tell tell me a little bit about uh, what the journey, what you thought of the journey when you led it and went through it for the first time. What it was? How did it help you see some things about yourself in your own? spiritual walk and that tell me about it a little bit okay the first time that i took the journey i was not a leader leader okay uh, it was amazing for me it it's okay i have i have known jesus for 30 years um i know about his love and uh, that he knows me and that he wants the best and that i am saved but there was something in my heart about the relationship with God that sometimes I I didn't I didn't feel that I was very close to Him. Sometimes I I felt that He was far away from me. And when I started doing the journey, I think that was amazing because at that time I started. It's just started. I started learning how important I am for God. That He is my papito. He's my my daddy and that he is interested in me. So for me, that, that was the, the, the best part of, of the journey. And mm -hmm. then now that I have been leading the journey, three journeys, this is the third journey that I am leading, that I am guiding. I have seen the transformation, not only in my life, because I, I have been transformed by God during these three journeys, and I will be transformed during the whole life. But mm -hmm. I have seen also the transformation of many women, women that say that, oh, I have been Christian for 25 years, for 30 years, for 12 years, or I am a pastor, or I am a leader of women, but this is the first time that I, I can feel this, that I can feel that, that I can feel the presence of God. I can, I can feel that he is with me, that he loves me the way I am. And now I know that sometimes I haven't done the right thing. So I want to do my best. And I also have heard, um, I have never had a devotional uh, with God. A devo devotional? Is that the right word? Yeah, okay. Sure. Now, and now I, I started, okay. Uh, when I started the journey, I doing that part when I have to analyze the, the, the verses uh, that is called a star. When I started the star, I I started my devotions too. So now 
every morning or every day I do that and that has increased also my relationship with God and so in, uh, what I can say is that it has been an amazing yeah journey, an well, amazing journey. <laughs> yes and and you probably know this Elena, but you know when Rocky did all this he thought it was for men only and he thought it was for men in America only I mean, it just blesses my heart to think how God is so much bigger than we are, right? God's vision is bigger than we are. Here it is helping women in Costa Rica learn how to have an intimate relationship with Christ and learn how to journal and, and learn how to love God's word. And, and, and you see the transformation that's helping. It's help. I'm sure it's helping marriages. I'm sure it's helping families, uh, helping people find their place, their purposes. I'm sure it is. So, wow, that is amazing. Um, and so have you led, have you guys led a couples group together yet? No, couples group? no, Brian, not yet. We ah. want to keep it simple. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, what we have done is that sometimes we start at the same time and Henry, in Henry's group, um, okay, the men are the, the husbands of my women's group. Ah. We are not working, we are not working together, but sometimes the couples are taking the journey at the same time. Ah, that's good. That's good. So that, works. Compare that, notes. Works yeah. amazing. Like, that works amazingly. Uh, mm -hmm. And now have you, have you both of you seen reproduction as far as people who go through going on to lead other people and to guide other people? Have you seen that? Well, this year, uh, Brian, let, let us tell you that we uh, were accustomed to pray in January spending some time in the presence of the Lord, asking him, okay, Lord, we already have a vision, but how do you want us to do it this year? Mm -hmm. And after two years um, on leading groups and meeting people and trying to introduce more people to the journey, the Lord told us this year that we should stop opening new regions in Costa Rica, and but start investing more time on what we already had in our plate. Mm. So I would say, yes, okay, awesome. That would be our project. And just the, the next week, when, once we shared this with our board and the board were totally in agreement with us, the uh, people, some of those who went through the journey called us wanting to be champions. I mean, we didn't ask them. They said, hey, Henry, I want, to, I want you to know that we want to be so in on this. So, for example, Pastor Alan from uh, Heredia, he went through the journey with 18 uh, guys from his church. And he called me and he said, I want to be, I want to be a champion. And now he's leading a 21 men's group with others. And his wife started a 32 men, I mean, women's group. We had to go and spend one night, like four hours <laughs> with eight of them training their guides and mm. co-guides. Then another pastor from the South who went through the journey with me last year and he went through with his boys and Eugenia went with her uh, women uh, from, his, from his church uh, coming and saying that he already spoke with all the pastors from every area there about what the Lord did through the journey in their lives. And they mm -hmm. said to him, and who introduced you to that? And he said, well, a crazy couple that came eight hours driving from Playa del Coco. Mm -hmm. And they said, really? And what did this guy ask you? And he said, what do you mean? 
yeah, what, what did they want from you? And he said, nothing. They never asked me for anything. Even I have had this pastor preaching in my church and I haven't, haven't even given to him an offering. They go like, really? We need to need, we need to, we need to know this couple. So we arranged in, in March a dinner time for 70 couples, pastors and mm -hmm. leaders. So mm -hmm. we introduced ourselves, we told them what we do. Uh, they saw how uh, harmless we are. And I told them what we do. And then I shared a, you know, a conference for marriages. They loved it. They had dinner. We hand out some uh, business cards. And the day after, pastors started to call us because they want to go through that. So today, uh, there are four new men's and women's group at the south side of the country going through the journey. And that's another thing that we were not, you know, expecting. Pastors are calling us for us to be their mentors. Mm. And uh, this is another part of the ministry, you know, because the Lord called us to be pastor of pastors. And, and it's, it is incredible. We, you cannot make this thing up, but uh, it's growing and uh, adding more and more people every day. Well, and I, and I wanted to touch on that part because that is very unique about uh, your approach uh, because you're pastors, you know, you have a, you know, pastors, you know, and you know what their need, you know, what wives of pastors are like and all that. So you, you, even before all this, you were helping pastors, even financially, some people needed some help with their basic needs, but you were also mentoring and all that. And you called it pastoral support. Um, so this was happening even before influencers, I think. Um, you were going to say something, Eugenia? About this, yes, or? I, I want to say about this about the reproduction that this is amazing. First, because you receive the benefits of being in the journey, and then because you can see how many women re reproduce. Okay, now there are four women, and there are one in Guatemala that already did the journey with like 15 or 12 women, and now in Costa Rica, there are three women, and one of them. Uh, had one of them has uh, 32 uh, participants and oh. I went yeah and at the beginning I was Henry and I were a little bit worried about that because okay we thought oh that's a lot of people but then we came to to Alan's church and I shared some time with uh, with women and Brian I can tell you that it works it, uh, it works perfectly well okay the leader is Shana I don't know how she does it, but she can lead with all of these women, even when the women that not talk a lot and they don't participate, at the end, she does something that, yeah, she does something amazing. She asks, okay, now that you have hair, this and this, what do you think like in general? Because there are some women that are, are a little bit shy. So I was impressed. I learned a lot from hair. And now I know that you can that you can deal with this kind of, of groups. Thirty-two mm. people. Wow. Um, I also wow. there's another woman, Ruth, that is now um, yeah leading the journey too. So I'm so happy. I, I'm going to be sincere. I feel very happy, and that because sometimes when you when you finish uh, the journey, 
nobody's no, nobody says anything so you say oh my goodness what happened I think that that's all they receive and that's all and that's okay Brian that's okay okay transformation I think it's enough if these women are transformed that's 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 perfect but also when you see that these women are are being transformed and they want to give what they have received it's awesome. it's yeah it's awesome so that's what well, I have that's what I have seen <laughs> And I will say this, the reason a larger group can work with the journey is because the real journey is not the meeting. The real journey is is what they're doing with the Lord, you know, with their Bible and their journal and, and all that. So you can, the group just, the, the discussion just brings it all together, you know, but, uh, but uh, you know, so you guys are in Playa del Coco for people who don't know Costa Rica, but, um, and, but you, you're driving all over the country with, because people are asking, you know, there's leads and people want to know more about it and, and along the way, you're ministering to to pastors and their wives and and uh, helping them. You're still doing the pastoral support part. And like you said, mentoring. But then it's but it's also spreading. Like you said, Guatemala, uh, Venezuela, I think you said, Henry, you got a Colombia. couple of people. Colombia, too. Colombia. Yeah, yeah, you have a connection to Hyder in Colombia. Some of the people know of Hyder, you know, so uh, it's really multiplying. And, and you just it's supernatural, isn't it? I mean, mm -hmm. you, you see it. Yes, uh, uh, yeah, going back to pastoral support, actually, we started with this ministry of helping pastor, uh, providing one of the main needs of them, which is companionship. And also we, we have been giving to them a little stipend monthly, stipend, you know, to help them with the basic needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, we started this when we were pastors of Whole Fellowship in Playa del Coco for about four years. But once the Lord takes us out of the church, this ministry continues helping pastors and uh, providing for them. And uh, also we found out that pastors are doing great things like teaching, uh, preaching, uh, worshiping, uh, kids. But somehow we found out that they are not reproducing. Their churches were not multiplying. And it's because they uh, they know how to disciple a man or a woman, but they really were not doing well on making disciples. So when we touch base with them and we share what we have found, they relate themselves with this need. And that's the way they call us. And that's the way we introduce them to the journey, which, you know, uh, exposed uh, three main uh, goals, which is to have an uh, intimate abiding relationship with Jesus be a self-feeder and that's that's music to pastors ears for, mm -hmm. for you know their congregations to become uh, self-feeders and the other one is to embrace the uh, sacred responsibility though of going and make disciples so mm -hmm. uh, so that gave us even more uh, I would say strength to our ministry we got to go a little by little as you know, we would love to have more resources and more time and uh, because the need is huge out there. It's huge. If you go out there every day, you will come up back home with incredible, you know, testimonies and praise reports. But uh, as well, you know, we ask to the Lord to design our agenda to, uh, you know, uh, make our appointments and to introduce us to the right people in order to... Uh, make this thing be multiplied but uh as, as the right way you know we don't want to get crazy on the thing we don't want to lose our 
incredible time together, Brand. One of the best things of our ministry is that my wife and I, we are together everywhere we go, every single day. And, and not only ministry, but having fun. Uh, you you know, Ukraine is a lot of fun. And uh, she makes me laugh a lot. And so that's awesome part of that ministry. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love watching you guys work together. I mean, you, you guys are a great team. Um, and I love it what you said about you getting the men and she's getting the women, you know, at the same time. I think that's, that's awesome. But it's very important. You know, I think uh, you can't do it all. You know, it's too much for, for just even you two, even, even as amazing as you are. And Rocky from the beginning was praying, Lord, raise up other leaders to help me with this. Because he at one time, Rocky felt like he was the only man leading, you know, and uh, and I think God is doing that with you. He's raising up leaders like Alan and others around the country to be your champions, you know, to kind of help be an extension of you uh, to the other places. So uh, that's awesome. And, you know, I wanted to say I've been there a couple of times and I brought Missy last summer. We got to go and some of these pastors, some of these places, it's I mean, I mean, they're very poor. I mean, they don't, they don't have, they don't, so the one place you took us, uh, they didn't even have running water or electricity, I don't think. Um, Martina, um, was, Martina was, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and, it, and it's, it's a little bit heartbreaking for us. I mean, I, I see, I see how you, you have such a heart to help these people. I mean, you, you won't ever turn anybody away. I mean, you, you, you care so much about, you know, no. you give up part of your salary if you can to go buy groceries for these people or whatever, you know. And you told the one church that really struck me was the one that uh, he ministers to children. He and his wife minister to mostly children. Uh, and and I think the way I understood it is a lot of the pastors won't don't want the children because the children have no way to help tithe or bring any money to help the church. Right. And so it's just all expense. Right. But they but they have a big how many how many children do they minister to? Each week, Brandon, these uh, pastors are uh, their names are Carlos and Eufemia. They are yes. in Liberia, which is the city of Guanacaste. Uh, mm. Incredible heart for the kingdom, incredible heart for the Lord, and incredible heart for the people and for the children. So they open their house. I mean, their church is their house, and they uh, place their seventy children every Sunday. And what they do first is they feed them. And after uh, lunch, they teach them the word of God. And they are always, always thinking on new events and great projects and big parties for them. And it's in a very uh, poor barrio, you know, neighborhood in, in Guanacaste. But the work they are doing for the kingdom is amazing. But the way I think, I really think that they are the real heroes of the kingdom. Because uh, if you ask me, what do they have to do what they do? I will tell you. The only thing they have is passion for the Lord. That's it. Mm -hmm. And by the way, last week we were visiting a, a one of our um, members because we have home church here who was in the hospital. So we went to pray for her. And on the way out, we saw Pastora uh, Eufemia. And I was like, hey, what, what, how are you doing? What are you doing here? Uh, where's your husband? And she said, oh, just, just at the other side of the street. And they were there out of the hospital selling Things, trying to sell something, mask, glasses, whatever, in order to get some money out of it to survive. Mm -hmm. My heart got broken. Because mm -hmm. immediately, I, I don't know why. I'm sorry, but I don't know why. I thought on those pastors that have their own private planes to move around. And these <laughs> people, they do an incredible job for the kingdom, saving people. I mean, putting people in heaven, 
but they have to go out every day to the streets trying to sell something in order to have enough food on their tables. So I said, gosh, we, we need to help these people. I mean, there, there must be a way, you know, to, to help these people in the kingdom for the work that they do. And they, mm. they're, you know, just as you said, you went to their churches, their church, their church need a little bit of a, a improvement, like more, more tables, uh, bare paint on the walls of things like that. But you, the, the most important thing and the greatest thing of this couple, it's just another couple. We have plenty like them, but this one, you will never hear a complaint from them, ever. Mm-hmm. Whatever they do, the way they have to do it, they do it with joy for the glory of God. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brian, that day, okay, I, I, oh, oh my goodness, I wanted, I wanted to cry. I didn't do it in front of them. Not because they were working it's because of the conditions too the conditions they were working uh exposed the whole day long uh exposed to the sun they were burned they they were smiling and talking and they are oh they are awesome. you know you know them you went to, to their church mm. but i saw i saw their bodies i saw Ophelia's body and she was That's burned so and yeah some burn and they looked tired and with a big staff and so I said, oh my god and they are the pastors that really have a heart for god they are passionate for god um, yeah i knew that i knew that you were really uh really your heart just goes out to them and you want to figure out a way to help them and 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 you're you know you're you're helping people a little bit financially but you're mainly helping them in like you said companionship and and mentoring and and just seeing how you can support them teaching them to make disciples which is which is beautiful so but uh you know i i, I do want to tell our our listening audience you know they can donate to you know everyone we really encourage uh influencers to support their local regions you know we have multiple regions and costa rica is an international region um but but even in the us they can support you all so that you can go help people like carlos and euphemia um, through the Influencers Costa Rica link, which is on our website on our donation page. So anyone who's out there listening and you have a heart and you'd love to help, you know, help Henry and Eugenia, help Carlos and Euphemia, you can just make a donation on there. And I would say if, you, if, if you're moved to do so, put a note on there that says Carlos and Euphemia and any of that money that they'll make sure it'll go directly to, to that couple that's helping the children and all that. So, uh, they have a real heart for, for that. So uh, anybody who's moved in that direction or, or contact me if you want to talk to me more about that. So so what what else is on the horizon for, well, I mean, what, what's up kind of kind of in the next few months? What's coming up for you all in Costa Rica? Well, I will say uh, as, as we share, we are now uh, investing more time on nurturing and protect our guides and co-guides are they represent i guess the expansion of the ministry in costa rica uh we are also having contact with people from venezuela there are two guys who did the journey already but they are doing it doing it again with me and they are introducing two guys that these two are living in costa rica but they are introducing to my new group two guys from venezuela and so we are praying for that to be the seed to bring the journey to Venezuela. And also we already have like three good contacts in Guatemala that are uh, 
so uh, hunger and thirst to know more about this uh, incredible process that takes people to an intimate relationship with God. So these are uh, two, you know, uh, I think in the future, places where the Lord wants to make expansion of the kingdom through the journey. Through the journey. So we are praying for that. We are always, just, uh, just as you know, every, every week we get together, our, the journey staff, we pray for guides, we pray for co-guides, we pray for more hearts and more labors, you know, because the harvest, I guess, is huge. And well, this is what uh, is having us uh, busy on, uh, for example, this this uh, month, we are going to be nurturing pastors, uh, we we're traveling to the Caribbean side uh, next week to, to minister and to put on pastors there, Eugenia has their own uh, first uh, uh, standard prayer retreat with a first journey group from or of women in the Caribbean side. And the uh, last week of July, we're gonna be for eight days out, uh, meeting with pastors at the South side who are asking more, you know, to know us and for the uh, curriculum and stuff like that. So yes, we need prayer for, prayer for that. And we need prayer for the new Spanish translated curriculum it needs to be done soon is, is uh, an emergency, you know? And, uh, and I think that, even you know, God is working on his time. We are laying on him will and waiting and, and moving ahead with a great expectation of not only what the Lord is doing right now, but of what he's about to do in the next future in Costa Rica and other countries in Latin America. Yeah, and I, and I was gonna say a lot some of these contacts are people in the United States who are uh, from other countries in Latin America. And that's you know, like uh, Carlos Alfonso was from Venezuela, right? And so he had the contacts there. And John Vasquez has contacts in Peru because he's originally from Peru. Um, and it's so it's so great for me uh, to have a champion like you all to to pass them off to because you can speak the language and talk to them. Um, but then the, the, curriculum, only, yeah. the, only, the only wrong thing yeah. with that is that it keeps you from learning Spanish. That's true. That is true. I, know, <laughs> I, know. I, I, I told them I wanted to ha have a, a supernatural gift of tongues of Spanish, you know, to be able to yeah. speak. But uh, okay. you said that I need to get busy studying and learning on my own. So, <laughs> um, yeah, the curriculum is important. And uh, we had some uh, generous businessmen in in Latin America donate their time to have it paid to have it all the Spanish translations all put into a standardized form for multiple cultures and dialects and all that. So we're we're almost ready to do a printing in the United States of everything in Spanish and also in Latin America. So we're excited about that. So all right. Well hey, our time is up, but uh I love you all and I thank you for all the work that you're doing and uh God bless you. I'm you know I, I love getting to talk to Henry all the time and I've gotten to go, gotten to go there live a couple times, so can't wait for my next trip. I want to bring my girls over sometime and to meet your family and all that. So, uh, so anyway, yeah. Once again, uh, if you're listening and you'd like to help support the Costa Rica effort, uh, you can make a donation to Influencers Costa Rica on our website on our donation page, and it'll go directly to these folks here. And uh, anyway, but thank you all, and uh, and uh, we'll we'll catch up another time soon. Okay. Okay. Thank, thank you, Brian. Brian. Thank you, everybody. You bet. Yeah, so this has been the uh, Influencers Network podcast, and my, my guests have been Henry and Eugenia Gutierrez from Costa Rica, our champions down there, and uh, 
anyway, we, we love what they're doing. And uh, you can hear other podcasts that, that we've done on our website under influencers.org or wherever you stream your podcasts as well. So my name is Brian Craig, Executive Director for Influencers Global Ministries, encouraging you to abide in Christ and go make disciples. God bless you. Bye.